only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, joined by my co-host fresh off the Hawks game. As you can tell, Adnan, you get to at say which way. Adnan, how we doing? Um, uh, Bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Ho- the Hawks lost. They uh, they put up a hell of a fight. Um, It wasn't enough in the end. I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of the effort. Um, but it's very sweet uh, regarding the Falcons and what we're going to talk about because we got our guy. We got the guy we've been talking about for months. We got him. It started out as a joke, and we have been vindicated based on all of those comments back in January that have been, you know, written to us, all the hate comments of, you guys are such idiots. Like, why are you guys talking about B. John Robinson? This team isn't taking a running back in the first round. You're like, get off B. John at one point, it was just every single show. It felt like we we had a segue into Bijan because someone would give a tip about it, yeah, or yeah. Aaron Freeman would start, you know, start his <laughs> chaos about it, or like just me or you like decided to talk BPA and Bijan was was always the name that was right there whenever we talked BPA. And now, like, yeah, you know, we're really good at talking about players who the Falcons get at the beginning of the process in January or February. You know, we did it with Kyle Pitts ad nauseum. Thank you, George Costanza. Maybe not a, not so much with Drake London until the end. Yeah. But, you know, B, hey, we're two for three. I don't think anyone covered Bijan as much as our show did. And you know what? No. I fell in love with him more and more as the draft process uh, continued on. I At first, I was also like, you know what? I don't know if we're going to go with the running back. Yeah, I can't. How are we going to running back uh, in the top 10? You know, this isn't a premium position. But you know what? We got our BPA, and as the process kept going, I was like, this dude is special. And anytime you can get a special, special football player who has, I'm not going to say like he's going to be a Hall of Fame or whatever, but who has Hall of Fame level talent anywhere in the first round. You take them and you pull the trigger and we pull the trigger. And I promise you defensive coordinators in the NFC South will be losing sleep tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, some people were tweeting out stuff like, oh, the, this pick makes the Falcons contenders because the NFC South is ripe for the taking and the Falcons, they haven't invested a lot in quarterback, but maybe they don't need to. And yes, as you guys can tell, Adnan's very pumped about this pick. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Falcons drafting a running back Bijan Robinson at eight. Also give sort of some general thoughts on how round one went and a little bit of talk about some places to keep an eye on for day two. Uh, just a reminder, we'll be back on the air for our Falcons NFL draft party starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a whole host of guests for you guys on there. So you got that to look forward to when you're 
I'll say t- it's tonight because technically it's after midnight when we're recording this right after the draft. So um, before we get any further and dive into what I'm sure will be a lot of takes, want to read you a message from our sponsor, betonline.ag, your number one source for all your sports betting needs, including info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines for this year's NBA playoffs. Unfortunately, uh, not no, no more Hawks uh, there. But you can maybe you're feeling super confident in the Falcons after this Bijan Robinson pick, or not feeling confident in the Falcons. You want to bet on somebody else? You can bet on the NFC South, the NFC Championship if you're you know really really spicy. Uh, but no matter what you do, guys, Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters as they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs, whether that's basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, all the way down to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Uh, none. Yeah, it's getting a little late, so I may have to lower my volume as well. Uh, I was getting a little, you know, trying to trying to jazz up the ad read for, for the sponsors here. Shout out to Bet Online, But... Uh, it is a weeknight after all. It is a weeknight, technically. So let's let's dive in. I know you're pumped about the pick. The Falcons go B. John Robinson at eight. They do do it over Jalen Carter, which was very contentious. What are your thoughts on, on that decision there? I love the B. John pick. He's our guy. We got him. I would have uh, I would have been thrilled with the Carter pick, and maybe I would have been slightly happier had we gotten Carter because – you're talking BPA. I think Jalen Carter is the is the BPA of this entire draft. I think Bijan is right there with him. Like, you know, uh, I think uh, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and Bijan Robinson are all like right there. Those are the three best players in the draft for me. Uh, Anderson obviously got taken, but you know, I uh, if you forced me to pick, I would have rather rather had Carter. I'm still thrilled that we got Bijan Robinson. Um, but you know what? I am terrified of the Philadelphia Eagles. I was already scared enough of the Eagles, but I I can't help but feel like they they hit a, a home run in this draft straight up. Like with both their picks, you know, go dogs. Shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. But for them to walk out, that defense was already scary enough. For them to walk out of this draft, out of just day one, with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, I this team is a juggernaut, man. Yeah, they're they're terrifying. And like to be clear, like if you guys saw my my Falcons big board uh, that I put out for like predictively what I thought they would do, I did have Jalen Carter as my number two player on there above Bijan. Um, but there was an asterisk because, like I said, I, I don't know if he would be on their board for all of the nebulous, you know, sort of off-field reasons. We don't have any intel on that. We don't have any details or insider information or any of the stuff that these teams have. The Falcons did meet with Jalen Carter. They had a top 30 visit with him. They had him in Flowery Branch. And they elected to pass along with every other team ahead of them. And like I said on previous shows, right, I, I felt like if Jalen Carter fell to eight, that the Falcons would pass because it means that there's probably something to the character stuff or the off-field stuff or whatever it is that the teams are hung up on. 
Um, and if did he, and if he went earlier than eight, then he probably wouldn't have those concerns. Uh, and then therefore wouldn't be available to the Falcons, but that I just didn't think he would end up on the Falcons. And that does end up being true. We'll see. Uh, you know, obviously we wish all the success in the world, to Jalen Carter. Um, you know, there's a situation where the Falcons have Bijan Robinson, right? And they're very happy with him and the Eagles have Jalen Carter and they're very happy with him. Um, and that's what we're hoping for. Uh, you know, certainly not rooting against anyone that doesn't end up in Atlanta. You know, the only players we root against are the Saints. So, um, you know, Brian Brzee, now our mortal enemy, unfortunately, for for Brzee. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He's it, making a very powerful enemy out here. Yes, he is, uh, clearly. So, on, more on the positive note of Bijan. This, you know, we get to take a victory lap because we were talking about this. It became, It went from a meme to a dream, to a reality. Okay, that's that's my tagline that I'm going to use for this article. Um, so back off, everyone. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and like it just, it just felt like it gained so much steam late in a very similar way to Drake London that I was like, I think this is going to happen. Um, and we were sort of wondering if a trade down would occur. I I think with C.J. Stroud going early, that it was pretty clear that uh, the trade down was probably not going to materialize. Or if it did, it was going to be for somebody other than a quarterback, unless somebody was super invested in Will Levis, which clearly was not the case, right? <laughs> Will Levis falls out of the first round. Well, uh, Pete Prisco in shambles. Uh, so <laughs> Remember that write-up post about how he was talking about how he'd be the number one pick to friends and family? Ooh, someone yep. lied to that boy. Yeah, yeah somebody... Uh, well, maybe you just shouldn't take your betting advice off of some random person on Reddit. You know, if you're going to do yeah, it, you know, yeah, maybe don't do that. Truth, yeah. 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 Maybe Reddit, don't do Reddit, that. Yeah. Reddit is very powerful, but you know, it is Oof. love Reddit. Not where I'd go to get my betting advice. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it moved the needle on the, it did on the market. Yeah, it, it did, which is pretty funny. Um, but Bijan comes to Atlanta. Uh, Don, what, how do you view that pick? I mean, obviously you're a big fan of it. We've talked about it a lot, but yeah. talk to me about sort of why you think it's worth, like he is a running back and he is a taken in the top 10. Why do you think that this is a spot that he could be taken, that it, he could end up being a good value, a good pick here for Atlanta? So every single, in some years, there are some players that sort of transcend the running back position, the it, the running back position is one of the least valued positions in, in the NFL. You know, we hear it all the time. There are a dime a dozen. You can get really good ones later on. Falcons proved it themselves. They got Tyler Algier last season in the fifth round, and he rushed for over 1,000 yards. And by the way, Tyler Algier is not going away. This isn't Bijan is coming in and Algier is being relegated to, the, you know, to secondary duty or to scout team duty or whatever, Algier will get his touches. But every every so often, there comes a running back that is special enough, you know, to transition to transcend that positional disadvantage. Bijan Robinson is one of those running backs. Saquon Barkley, 2018 second overall pick, he was one of those running backs. Ezekiel Elliott, top five pick. Uh, he was one of those running backs. I promise you the Cowboys do not regret that pick. I, I wouldn't say the Giants regret that pick either because the alternative was Sam Darnold. Um, Todd Gurley, we have experience 2015. He was a top 10 pick. 
we have experience in, you know, D-Led. Uh, God love D. Orlando Ledbetter. He always reminds us how he was on the BPA Todd Gurley train, but the team instead took Vic Beasley for a positional need. Todd Gurley went very shortly after Vic Beasley. Going back in time, I'm sure every single Falcons fan with hindsight would say, yeah, I, I would much rather have had Todd Gurley because even though you know his career derailed because of some unfortunate injuries because of the arthritis, I promise you that the Rams do not regret that pick at all. Running backs who are special enough to be that transcendent, teams don't normally regret picking them. And Bijan Robinson is on that level. I was seeing all day comparisons of him to the legendary, the great Ladanian Tomlinson. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Bijan is the next LT because, you know, that's going to, that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Yeah. But this guy is so special and he's so natural. And I said it all the time. If you had a caveat that Bijan Robinson can only play wide receiver, he can never line up as a running back. I think he would have been a late first round pick. He's that smooth and that good as a wide receiver. Apparently reports came out that uh, the Falcons are, and Arthur Smith told him they are planning on using him a lot in the slot. You know, he's not going to be your traditional, oh, just three down running back like Derrick Henry, for example. Um, He, Arthur Smith is a creative genius when it comes to, to making schemes on, on an offense and he will develop, an incredible scheme and he will give defensive coordinators absolute nightmares given where he's going to line Bijan up. Tyler Algier isn't going anywhere. Tyler Algier is getting his touches, but you know, this running back room for the Falcons, it was just Algier and Cordero Patterson. Caleb Huntley is hurt for a lot of the season, but torn Achilles and running backs normally have a hard time uh, coming back from that. Um, but this running back group as it is, I feel like the Falcons would have had to take a running back either way, like in this draft or sign one. Because Cordero Patterson is slowing down. He has broken down each of the past two seasons late. Tyler Algier is good, but you know, he's not a three down back that you just like give as a workhorse. Um, I think Bijan Robinson will add an extra layer to this team, and I think he'll take this offense to another level. He will be to Desmond Ritter, what Michael Turner was to Matt Ryan, it takes a lot of pressure off of a young quarterback. Having someone like that to lean on and having someone like Kyle Pitts, this team has set Desmond Ritter up to succeed. If Desmond Ritter does not succeed, it will not be because he didn't have the weapons around him. Uh, It'll probably be just, that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It'll be because he wasn't the guy. But the Falcons have have their very special offensive super weapon next to another super weapon in Kyle Pitts. And this offense will be special. This offense will be fun. And another thing that, like, I know it doesn't matter. You know what led SportsCenter tonight? Uh, Scott Scott Van Pelt SportsCenter uh, right after the draft ended. You know, I just turned it on and had it on. It was the Falcons taking Bijan Robinson. You know, of all the 30 picks, I look up, and I, I don't know if that was like the very first minute, but that was in the the A category of Sports Center, like something that they like started the show off with. When they brought Todd McShay in, it started off talking about 
the Falcons got Bijan Robinson. That's that's special. Like the you had the entire draft. You had every, any single player to talk about. The guy they start out with is Bijan Robinson because he is that big time. And you know, I, I'm pretty sure the Falcons will get a lot more nationally televised games. They will be, you know, a lot more in the eye of you know the casual fan and the national fan than they ha- than they were last season than they have been in years past. Like there is a reason. I I do not think the Bijan. I think the bust, like the chances of him busting, are very very slim. And if you to get a guy and to get a hit, I think I think this could be a home run. But even if this is a double, this is a hell of a double. It, it's a loud ringing double that goes that will get to the wall. Yeah. No. It. It's. It's great. It, it's a good pick. Um, and guys, you don't have to love it. You know, it's okay. Like it, the, the positional value stuff, the, the surplus value, the, the cot, the cap space, you know, the, what could X player at X position, you know, particularly someone like Jalen Carter, who will, it is eternally going to be linked to B. John Robinson because of what, how this draft played out. Um, it's not wrong to, to want it, to want those things to be switched around. I don't think it's a bad take to have preferred Jalen Carter, it, it's more than just the film, right? It's more than just the talent. Um, both of these guys were top three players in this class to me. One was on offense, one was on defense, but one had questions. Not on the field. Maybe maybe with, you know, Carter, there were some minor conditioning concerns, but certainly nothing significant. Um, one, you know, one player you don't have questions about and one you do. Now... Clearly, the questions were answered for for a team like the Eagles that the Falcons weren't comfortable with, uh, or the Falcons just had Bijan higher on their board. Um, so it it can be you know a lot of different ways, but uh, you don't have to love it. But I, I do encourage you not to hate it, right? Like Bijan, you know, Bijan was one of my top targets, as was Jalen Carter, um, and I'm happy. That he's in Atlanta. I think it's a great pick. You guys can probably go back and watch any number of our shows. Probably pick a Falcoholic live out of the out of a hat, and uh, you'll you'll hear some some talk about Bijan. Um, he's just a really good player. He he, and he's more than just a running back. I mean, just just watch Arthur Smith's press conference tonight. I haven't watched it. I've seen some quotes. Like we're literally recording this immediately after the draft, so I haven't had time to do anything else other than I haven't even had time to to get water. Uh, you know, that's how dedicated we are to getting you guys takes immediately. And, and partially, you know, props to Adnan for, for hopping in and bringing that energy here after midnight. But um, it's a shot in the arm. Uh, it is. I, I am. A, I am the shot in the arm right now. And, you know, I, I am doing nothing like I, I'm so minor right now. Kevin is the MVP here. He's the guy that's been, you know, on the live for what, four and a half hours. And I, I promise I would have been right there with you throughout oh, all yeah. of it if the Hawks didn't play tonight. Um, and you know, Kevin's going to be the guy that's going to be on here for another five hours tomorrow. And I'll try to, I'll try to hopefully hop in toward the end. You know, I have a, I have a Taylor Swift concert to go watch tomorrow. Yeah. Um, well, it's Taylor Swift, you know, I yeah, can't compete it is with that. Taylor so, Swift. Yeah, and, but you know, Kevin's the guy who's going to be on here on Saturday, you know, from 12 to six. And I'll try to, I'll try to be there from 12 to six with him on, on there. But you know, Kevin is the man on here, and he is the guy that 
will deserve that very long nap at the end of that coverage on Saturday. Yes, I will be taking a vacation at some point, people. Um, so, you know, look forward to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, well, we'll talk more about Bijan on day two on, on the live show as well. Um, and, you know, we can't – we just love the pick. Like, think about Bijan as an offensive playmaker, not just a running back. Think about him. If it helps, think about him as Debo Samuel. Would Debo Samuel be worth a top 10 pick? Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, he would. Um, I think I, I, if you look at, and like, I'm not saying that Bijan is Debo Samuel. They're not. Debo Samuel is a wide receiver that takes carries. Bijan Robinson is a running back who catches a lot of passes and can run routes. Um, I, I personally think that, that Bijan is a better prospect than Debo was. Debo has really evolved into a good player, but if you look at their athletic testing and their athletic scores in general, Bijan and Debo Samuel are almost identical. Um, so they're they're going to they're going to use Bijan more creatively than you think, and I think it's going to make this pick look a lot better in hindsight. And I think it's going to terrify a lot of Atlanta's opponents going forward. I, I think this is a uh, a pick that is going to scare the rest of the NFC South, and it should. Um, and and in terms of the simplest thing, I think you could evaluate on, which is. How much does a player like move the needle for your team? I don't think there's a single player on the offensive side of the football that moves the needle as much as Bijan does for this offense forward in a positive direction. Um, even an offensive lineman. Um, and and maybe long term, you know, you go back and you're like, well, maybe XYZ player was was a better value, but I don't think you're gonna look at this pick and be like, it was a bad pick. I think you can always nitpick. Obvious, you can nitpick the picks, right? Um, but I, I think we're going to be pretty happy with this. And uh, no matter what, I think Bijan's going to be a super fun player to have on this team. And after a lot, after five depressing years, Adnan, I think I'm ready to just. Can we just have some fun, please? Like that would be great. It has not been much fun the last couple. Well, since I joined this, the the Falcoholic, yeah, actually, it's your it's fault. Very really. unfun. Yeah. yeah, it's been so <laughs> not fun since I joined. Like it's fun with you guys, and it's fun with the viewers, and it's fun like in the off season and like breaking it down in training camp. But man, watching the Falcons just in general has been like not that fun since like since I joined because I joined two weeks after the last playoff game, uh, 2017. Like I uh, I joined two weeks after that loss to the Eagles and. I don't think the the Falcons have not spent a single day above 500 since I joined. So hopefully we break that streak this year because, you know, it's bound to happen, right? It has to happen. Maybe. Yeah. I hope. Maybe. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think there will be a large buzz at training camp this year. There was last season. I think we're, we're going in the right direction with font known with Arthur Smith. I think those were definitely the right hires given everything that we've seen so far. And, you know, I can't wait to be there in late July and to see the hill full and to see, you know, the buzz and the excitement with this team because I truly, right now, I truly think that this team will win the NFC South. I think they certainly have to be considered one of the one of the favorites. Um, and we'll see how the rest of the draft plays out. We still got six more rounds to get through. Had to do some math on the fly there. Probably should have taken that long considering it was minus one, but... Um, yeah, it, it's, 
day two. Let's let's talk briefly about day two because this isn't going to be an overly long show. Uh, you know, I'm running on fumes. Adnan, the adrenaline might be running out. I don't know. Uh, it, it's been a minute. We've been talking for a little bit here, but uh, day two. This was based on how this fell. Adnan didn't pop into the live show, which you can still go back and watch day one if you're bored today and you want some takes on the entire first round. Four and a half hours of coverage. Go hit it up, uh, and 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 your heart's content with with the coverage there. Um, we were talking about a potential trade up for the Falcons all through like picks twenty five on because one of their top targets and Brian Branch is there. Keon White is still there. Um, some corners have fallen like Joey Porter Jr. Um, there's a lot of guys here that are pretty, and John Michael Schmitz, the interior offensive lineman still on the board, Cam Smith, the corner they met with, he could be a possible target. I mean, there's a lot of guys here that are interesting. Anyone in particular stand out to you? Um, my guy, like our guy right now, the guy we mocked on the Patreon mock draft, Brian Branch. I think he's right now, I would say he's BPA and What's making him suffer is the same thing that, you know, why Bijan is being criticized for is it's the positional, like it's not a premium position. I don't think any position other than running back gets more disrespected than than safety. Kyle Hamilton last year is a perfect example. There's no reason in no world should Kyle Hamilton have fallen to 14. I think Hamilton was one of the three best players in that draft. Um, I think Brian Branch is a definite first rounder. And if I was the Falcons, I would be, you know, calling who, who has the first pick? Uh, is it, is it the Panther? Well, Panthers aren't going to trade with Falcons, but whoever is, you know, picking very early tomorrow night, I would absolutely be calling them right now to try to move up and take prime branch. This is the best safety in the draft. And this is a guy who will help, will, will help, in changing a defense, helping changing a defensive culture. This that's what we're going for. That's what we're that's what we're all about this offseason. That's that's what free agency was all about. I think if we got Brian Branch, I would be I would be absolutely thrilled. I don't think it'll happen unless the Falcons trade up. Um but you know outside of that you have you know Joey Porter Jr. is a hell of an option as to be a, a cornerback too for you. Um, you can really enhance your secondary. Beyond that, you know, some of these offensive linemen uh, are still available. You have um, you have Cody Mouch, who is everyone who has everybody's favorite like picture. You have Matthew Bergeron, who we mocked to the Falcons yesterday. Um, you know, you have uh, I don't think they'll they'd go for Osiris Torrance, um, but you know, you have these guys who will be able to slot in and, and play left guard for you from day one. Um, and, you know, if Arthur Smith just wants to go complete balls to the walls, you have you have these tight ends. You have Darnell Washington out here. I was going to say, yeah. If, <laughs> Michael Mayer, too. I mean, if Michael Mayer falls, yeah. dude, just do it. Like, forget it. Like, this is the top tight end in the class. Really good run blocker. Best. I think he's a, he's not as athletic as, as Dalton Kincaid, but, man, like, He's like a, I mean, he's like a George Kittle guy to me. So like, sure, why not? Darnell Washington, why not? But I, yeah, Bro, I mean, you brought to up, the wind. Yeah, to the wind. Just go all in on offense. Forget it. Like, who cares? Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of the, the players though. Like Brian Branch. Keep an eye on the Falcons to move up for Brian Branch. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. 
Um, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling myself a little bit, uh, you know, since, since the Bijan thing. So, you know, Brian Branch, uh, keep an eye on that one. But like uh, Keon White, they like allegedly a lot. Uh, so I would keep an eye on that one as well. Obviously, Joey Porter Jr., if he falls. Um, and the tight ends, like, don't, we're not kidding. Like, keep an eye on those tight ends um, because the Falcons clearly, clearly don't care what anyone thinks. They will do whatever they want, whenever they want. They will take the player that they like the best. Um, and that could easily be one of those tight ends uh, at the top. So uh, a guy like uh, Ade Adeboire, too, from Northwestern as an, in, an interior, you know, inside-outside guy. Um, you mentioned a lot of the interior guys. Like if John Michael Schmitz falls, absolutely sprint to the podium for that. Don't think that he's going to fall that far. The Falcons are probably going to have to trade up if they want him. But, uh, you know, a pairing here of like Bijan plus offensive line or Bijan plus Darnell Washington would make a lot of sense if they're trying to have... Like, if you're trying to put together a coherent plan, Darnell Washington at 44 is like, well, maybe they're just going to go all in into just out-physicaling and out-running every single team. And, like, having an, a guy like Darnell Washington to put as your quasi-sixth offensive lineman to really stress defenses out in an extreme way, maybe that's what they do, you know? they they They're going to make you account for, like, eight to nine blockers on every single play. And defenses just aren't built to, to do that. They're just not. So um, the NFL is going light. The NFL is going to lots of defensive backs and lighter boxes. And the Falcons are saying, do it. We dare you. We dare you uh, to, to play a light box against us. And, and we're going to run it down your throat. And when you start to They've come up, we're going to. Yeah. And when you start to play close to the line of scrimmage, we're going to throw it, chuck it over your head to. Kyle Pitts and Drake London and, and Bijan Robinson's going to, you know, break your ankles out of the backfield. So it's exciting is what I'm trying to communicate. Uh, it's an exciting time and lots of good options here in the second round and the third round potentially as well. Um, our, our, our guy, Jonathan Mingo, the, the dream lives. So in the third round, in the, in third, the third round, round in the third specifically. Round. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they took him in the second round, but I, I, I think People that's a little early. I think it's a little early. Curious. Yeah. I mean, what we had, he was in a mock in the first round last week. So, you know, Hey, there's a lot of hype there, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just think people would not be happy if we went no, running back. They'd be really speed. mad. They'd be really mad. People are get are If you're mad, you're already mad. So there's probably nothing we can do about that. So my, they should uh, just do whatever yeah. they want at this point. Cause the people that are mad are, are already mad. So and a lot of the people that are very furious at this pick will, uh, be the ones having John Robinson jerseys in the future in the next couple of years. Probably. That that's my take. And like honestly, like that's what you want, right? You want to be mad about a pick. Well, you don't really want to be mad about a pick, but if you are mad about a pick, you want to be in a place where like 6 months from now you're wearing their jersey and you're like, "You know what? I was wrong. I'm happy with this." Because we all we want you guys to be happy. We want this to be good. However they get there, like that this is why we don't make the big bucks. We make the internet money, you know, and, and Terry Fontenot's a millionaire, you know, because these are the guys that are paid to do this. And they're probably yep. smarter than we are, you know, for being honest. So But also the other thing I do want to say is remember last year we weren't super thrilled with the Drake London pick. Yep. I mean, it ended up being a fine pick, like at the end of the day, but we immediately changed our tune the next day when we saw what they did on day two. 
when yeah. we saw the, the defensive improvement, getting Abikati, getting D'Angelo Malone, getting Troy Anderson, you know, on day two, you know, getting the guys they got on day, day three. I would sort of just pump the brakes right now. Um, I mean, actually, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can be as mad as you want. But you know, this is just my suggestion is just wait to see what they do the rest of the draft. Like, maybe their day two picks will, you know, make the B. John Robinson pick look a hell of a lot better because, you know, last year we were like, oh, like, why are we – do we really want a wide receiver in the top ten? And then, you know, there was that – very like big run on wide receivers that the Falcons started that the Falcons predicted. Then after day two, we were like, all right, that, that Drake London pick, that was a, that was a hell of a pick after day one. It was like, uh, yeah. you know, so let's see what they do tomorrow. Like, you know, well, maybe that will, if you're a Bijan Robinson pick hater, like maybe that'll sort of soften, soften the sting a little bit because the draft, you know, there are six more rounds after all Falcons aren't, aren't um, reserved to just walking away with just B. John Robinson and nobody else. Are you sure? Like a lot of people I think are under the uh, impression that the draft has ended and there are no more ways to improve your team. Cause if you don't, if you don't take an edge rusher or a corner, or, you know, offensive line at eight, Adnan, Oof. then you're, you're just screwed. Like there's nobody else yeah. out there. Well, no, we guys, might as well just focus on the next off season right now. You my, know, yeah. We're, we're on to 2024. Season, you know, yeah. On to 2024. Seasons Chalk a lot. The else. You know. Yeah. No, guys, like, give it a chance. Um, you know, get some sleep. Hopefully you're not listening to this at, like, 2 a.m. or whatever it goes up. I mean, if you are, props. Thank you for the for the view and the hit. Uh, we, we do appreciate that. But uh, relax. Take a deep breath. Think about it. Be happy that you've got a really fun player who is, without a doubt, a top five talent. Maybe if you want to quibble about the positional value, that's fine. If you'd rather have Jalen Carter, also fine. Don't blame you one bit. Um, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens on day two. Let's see who they go for. Let's see how this draft comes together, and let's have a good time. Uh, this is this is a fun time of year. Let, let's let's wait for them to start screwing up in the season before we jump off a cliff. Okay, like let's let's calm down a little bit. You know, let's maybe enjoy some positive vibes for guys, a little while. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, guys, there's no need to get this stressed during draft time. Like, there's just no need to get this, like, pressed when it comes to the draft. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, had they taken Will Levis today? Yeah, yeah, I was going like, to say. Oh, okay, right, yeah, that would be, forks, them's yeah. be fighting words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah pit, pitchforks <laughs> and torches. But it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, this pick was fine. Drake yeah. Lund- The Drake London pick was fine. The Kyle Pitts pick was fine. Like, this team stresses us out so much throughout the season. So much. Like, Let's let's have a good time in the off season. Like this has been a great off season. You know they even. The thing is, they set themselves up to go BPA through free agency. They got their safety. You know they re-signed their starting right tackle. They got their they enhanced their defensive line rotation. They got their interior D lineman. They got their edge rushers. This team is so deep. This team is the deepest team when it comes to the edge. That I, that I can remember as a Falcons fan. Like, there's no, you know, superstar edge rushers. You know, we hope that Abikati or Malone develop into that, like, 10-sack guy. And, you know, I wouldn't really put it past him. I think Arnold Abikati has a very, very bright future in this league. You know, but you know, we don't really have a John Abraham on this team yet. 
but nobody, I don't remember the last time this team has had this many solid to good pass rushers, which they can just throw at opposing uh, offensive lines. You know, they enhanced their linebacker in position. They, they revamped cornerback with, with the Okuda trade, even, even by like uh, cutting Casey Hayward. Like this team has done so much legwork over the past few months. And that legwork was only achievable because of, you know, all of the, the vegetables, so to speak, that they ate the last couple of off seasons where they were bargain bin shopping because of the mess that Thomas Dimitrov left. And Dimitrov has been like on a media tour right now because he probably knows he'll never get another job again um, because other teams see that. Um, but the legwork has been done. And tonight was the culmination of that. And tonight, a team, the Falcons went true BPA. And, you know, we can quibble between Carter and Bijan Robinson. I do think the off field stuff sort of propelled Bijan a little bit. But, you know, they got they got their guy and they got a, a very, very special talent. And this defense, even even though they didn't go defense first round, this defense will be a hell of a lot better than it was the past few years. The pass rush will be a hell of a lot better than it was the past few years. And this offense is going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see not only what they do in 2023, the season, but what they do tomorrow for day two, which is a great time for me to plug the NFL draft party uh, that we're having. Once again, day two, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern for day two. And then day three, Saturday, we'll be back at noon for the kickoff of day three. And Falcons, you know, if you want to get rid of those seventh rounders, you guys know, very much a fan of that. Get some earlier day three picks. Let's do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if they just happen to get rid of those, like, we're not going to, like, stay through, like, 30 minutes for the first two picks and then leave. Like, we'll, we'll still go on for a few hours. But, you know, we don't need to go for six hours, you know, on day three. Like, we, we can probably do without that. I think we'll all be ready to wrap it up by then. Um, but we'll be here through the last Falcons pick, whatever it is. Uh, and super excited to talk more to you guys well, talk more with you guys, I guess. Hopefully not just talking to, but uh, on day two of the NFL draft, as we get to rounds two and three, uh, super excited to see what happens. Want to thank Adnan for, for uh, well, I'm, you guys, you guys can probably tell I'm, I'm running out of steam. So we'll wrap this up. Appreciate all your takes on. I appreciate you coming in uh, at the 11th hour to, to bring some energy here. Uh, I'm hyped about Bijan in case you guys don't know, but um, you know, we're on like hour six here. So uh, Adnan, Ikich, at Say Which Way, anything else you'd like to let the people know about before we sign off tonight? Um, I just have, I just do have one final Bijan take. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you know. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one final take is we can also go to bet. Like I know a lot of people would have said, oh, we should have just traded down. Why didn't we trade down and take Bijan? I think we can, you know, go to sleep knowing that if they traded down, they wouldn't have gotten Bijan because the Lions took Jameer Gibbs at 12. The Lions would have pounced all over Bijan Robinson, you know, at, at that stage. I don't think that, uh, I mean, maybe the Eagles, like, were taught, would have, like, possibly traded down. Uh, then, you know, you're worried about someone trading up to nine. I like, you know, given that uncertainty, and maybe there just wasn't a good offer on the table. I like just going and getting your guy. But yeah, I will plug the draft party tomorrow. I'll plug the draft party on Saturday. I will plug the Falcoholic 
Um, and yeah, we are putting in everyone, the entire team right now is putting in so much work to bring you guys the best comprehensive coverage on the internet regarding everything Atlanta Falcons related. We are the best Atlanta Falcons site out there. And that includes atlantafalcons.com. Sorry, not sorry. Um, you know, check us out. Um, check out the falcoholic.com and stick with us through the draft and stick with us through our coverage throughout the entire off season. Yeah. We got lots coming for you here, guys. And I'll leave you with one final thought. That's probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I don't care because it's almost 1 a.m. Um, how do you know that the Eagles would not have taken Bijan Robinson over Jalen Carter? The answer is you don't because there was a lot of rumors that the Falcons were in talks with the Eagles for a trade down and the Falcons elected to not do it. And you have to wonder, it could be obviously that like Adnan said, they were worried the Lions were going to swoop in for Bijan. It could also be that the Falcons got the distinct impression that the Eagles were likely to take Bijan. And the Eagles then moved up one spot for Jalen Carter with the Bears probably worried that someone else was going to move for Carter. So it happened this way. We don't know the details. Maybe we'll get some some snippets here and there. Sometimes that stuff does come out. Don't assume that the Eagles weren't considering Bijan Robinson over Jalen Carter just because he went after Bijan Robinson. Uh, like, don't don't assume that don't assume anything with the NFL draft. Uh, and just I'll, I'll leave you with that thought um, that the Falcons probably had an opportunity to, to trade with the Eagles and decided maybe not to do it um, because they would have had to risk losing Bijan and maybe the Eagles would have been trading up to get Bijan. So just a little little food for thought. Obviously, we don't know if it's true. Probably never will. So it's just just a little thought piece exercise. But uh, guys, thank you once again for uh, tuning in with us here on the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm Kevin. I have Falcoholic Kevin. He is Adnan Ikic at Say Which Way. Please like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us that five-star review if you're listening to the podcast platform of your choice. Like I said, we'll be back Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern for day two of the draft party and Saturday at noon for day three and uh i'll be more energetic then i guarantee uh still think the energy is you know decent like a decent level right uh but uh, we'll see you guys then thanks for hanging out with us thanks for listening we will see you tonight saturday whenever you're tuning in for the continuation of the 2023 nfl draft until then have a great night have a great day folks today's show is presented by bet online 